Hey everybody and welcome to Memento, a podcast from Washington Avenue Christian Church. See, here at Washington Avenue, we understand that sometimes we forget who we are, sometimes we forget what we're supposed to do, and sometimes we even forget what we talked about on Sunday. So in an effort to remind ourselves of who we are and what we're supposed to do and what we talked about on Sunday, we bring to you Memento. And I am honored and pleased and privileged to have the big cheese himself Jim Shelburne carving out the tail end of some time before sabbatical to be here to talk to us about Ephesians today. So Jim, thanks for being here. You bet. Glad to have you, man. I I must admit my uh, attitude is dramatically improved by the thought that in three and a half hours, I walk out of here for a little while and uh, pursue some other things entirely differently from what I do day to day. Excellent. And uh, then I can come back with some, maybe maybe be refreshed there you and go. ready Hopefully to dig so. back in. Yeah. So it's good. What do you, uh, what do you, you got any plans? You know, my, my number one goal in sabbatical is that the Sabbath, it doesn't mean doing nothing, I think, I believe, personally. Yeah. I think Sabbath means doing different. Yeah. It, it's doing something that is not what you do every day. And it, it allows you to rest from the, plowing that goes on day after day, week after week, year mm-hmm. after year. Yeah. And it lets you do some things you never have time to do. Um, do some things that give you energy and mm-hmm. joy and peace. And uh, I wish everybody uh, would find some way to do some kind of Sabbath. It's almost like it's commanded. <laughs> it's kind of like God had this idea that, you know, without it, you're probably going to fall apart. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, and, had a, I had a mentor mm-hmm. and he told us even in college when we were prepping for this stuff he said if you don't take your sabbath your sabbath will take you um he was one of those go-getter kind of guys and so much so that he developed this ulcer that almost almost killed him in his 20s so he became a real believer yes uh-huh. in that i yeah. i think i heard the same thing expressed at one of my professors um who by now has been dead for 400 years but because <laughs> um, he was 100 years old when i had him in uh-huh. school but he said if you fail to come apart you will come apart. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it's just that same biblical yeah. mandate that uh-huh. God knew what he was talking about. So, yeah, so I'm pretty, feeling pretty relaxed yeah, today. Sure. Right. Take a pretty major crisis to, you know, knock me out of that mode yeah. that I'm kind yeah. of mentally into. But mm-hmm. I'm still enough mentally present to talk with you a little uh, well. bit about the lingering gasps <laughs> of Ephesians um, and celebrate something I'm honored. Yeah. Awesome. I'm honored that you that were done together. able to come on and do this today. This is... I, I've enjoyed every series that we've done, but I think that Ephesians may have been my favorite series yeah. in the in the six years that that I've been here. It's just been so good to to dig around so deeply and for so long yeah. in such a such a great book. And um, I got to pull out my notes here because my phone locked yeah. on us. But well, it it's um, tempting, I, I think, when you get a little book that's three or four pages long. Yeah. It's kind of tempting to think you can encapsulate it and just squeeze it in. There's not much there. Right. Uh-huh. And then you, you, it doesn't deserve a long look. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I suggested this one to the preaching team, um, y'all's eyes got a little bit big. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. 25 weeks? What, what are you thinking? Uh-huh. And, and I said, that's what we're going to do because yep. I, I want us to go deep mm-hmm. and I want us to take a long drink from yes. it instead uh-huh. of just hurrying on past yeah. it because it's so, so full. So full. And it and has I, proven to be true. It, yes. And I yeah. feel like we could even spend yeah. some more time yep. in some of the There were places that, we barely touched. Yep. 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 I agree. Um, man, 
<laughs> also, we could do a whole podcast about that whole uh, Sabbath thing. So maybe on the back end of your sabbatical, maybe we can one day have we you will. Back in and, yeah. Or maybe we'll preach about it at some point, <laughs> and and we can yeah. talk about it then. But man, Jim, yeah. I, I loved this sermon. There was so much that that jumped out to me here. Um, just some notes that I took. All warfare is spiritual warfare. I, I love that idea. Um, yeah. Sometimes maybe. We, I, I think sometimes we live in a culture that is just like, it almost like glorifies warfare and, yeah. and like makes it like a, a you know, a, a good thing. And there are times obviously when war is necessary, but that doesn't yeah. mean that it's not a spiritual warfare that's going on. So well, you got to know, um, and I cheated Sunday because I, I, I didn't you know get to say everything I wanted right. to say yes. uh-huh. in the spiritual <laughs> warfare section. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I know Jake did a great job setting everything mm-hmm. up and I was mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, miffed about the schedule because I thought I wanted to do that sermon yes. too because uh-huh. there's so much there, uh-huh. and so I just had to I just had to take a, steal a little time from the last words yeah. because I, I do want people to understand the scope and the breadth and the seriousness yes. of spiritual Absolutely. warfare yeah. and and if we see that all of it is spiritual, um, then we can have a better sense of knowing who the enemy is and mm-hmm. who the enemy is not. Yeah. And who our struggle is really mm-hmm. with and really what's going on. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, because it's not what it appears to be. Yeah, for sure. That was, yeah, it was excellent. This is the, these last three sermons have just really. I know great. two of them were great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I was there. You were there for uh, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, just some of the, some of the things that you, you gave to us to remember is that uh, the truth about the battle is that it's real that it's daunting and dangerous, that the enemy is both formidable and resourceful. And I think my favorite, my favorite point was that, um, that then we also ought to be formidable and resourceful. I was like, oh man, like that's really good. And we give the devil so much credit, so way, much. Way too much. Way too much. Um, and then we're just like, well, we're just, you know, we just suck. I think, <laughs> I think we tend to, I mean, C.S. Lewis uh-huh. One of my favorite authors, and I, I quote him probably as much as any because I remember things he said, yes. but uh-huh. he once said that, that there are two equal and opposite mistakes to make about the devil. One mm-hmm. is to believe in him not enough. Mm-hmm. The other is to believe in him too strongly. Mm-hmm. And I think what he meant was, the gist of that was that if we make the mistake of equating the devil with, he's just, he's just like God with horns on. Right. Right? Uh-huh. You know, red horns and a tail. He is not just like God. He is yeah. he's nothing close to God. Mm-hmm. He, he is a, a divine creature, but, um, but he, he's limited. Yeah. And he has to work within the limitations that mm-hmm. God sets upon him. Yes. And God is, I mentioned it Sunday, I think, omniscient, omnipotent, mm-hmm. you know, omnipresent. Satan is not mm-hmm. those things to that mm-hmm. degree in any way. And so if we can realize that he's no match for God, is the way I like to put it, uh-huh. then, then it helps us to feel like we might have a chance. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was funny. This is only tangentially related, but I'll say it anyway. Um, we were we we're going through Hebrews in my Sunday school class right now, and there was a lot of correlation in what we were talking about uh, on Sunday to the life of Job. So we went back and, and looked around in Job, where he's like pining for a mediator, and then reminding himself right. in a couple of chapters of the Redeemer. And I, I started kind of just going off on Job, and then I was like, wait. Does everybody in here like know who Job is? Yeah. And I, a couple of people Job? were like, uh, I don't know who's Job. And so I was telling them about, and like I, I told them like Satan was in heaven with God, and they were like, What? 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 Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. oh man. And Satan is a good reminder for me. Yes, yes. More or uh-huh. less from God. And yeah. God says, Okay, you can do this, this, and this, but, but you can't that. do that. Yes, absolutely. And um, that's a great mm-hmm. balance to see there. 
Yeah. One, one more reason to read the Old Testament, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so you, you kind of gave us uh, four challenges right out of the text. Uh, stay strong, be bold, uh, stay close, and love fiercely. And um, those are from uh, 6, 18, 19, 21, and uh, 22, 23. Um, but the, the kind of the question that I just wanted to, to hear your thoughts on, and uh, maybe as an application point, from your perspective is in regards to like that stay close, um, how, how do you as a pastor like find an experienced community like in your life and in your role when you're in charge of all of this? Yeah, a um, couple thoughts come to mind on that. Um, I really think it can be incredibly hard for people in ministry to find community, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And that may seem counterintuitive because you think this is the guy that's at front all the time. Right. Everybody knows him mm-hmm. and his family. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he's constantly in demand and people are with him all of the time. How could he not have instant community when mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that that very demand mm-hmm. um, almost creates sometimes a, a backlash that causes you to want solitude yes. because there are uh-huh. people kind of like Jesus had to run away uh, mm-hmm. and be alone mm-hmm. because everybody wanted a piece of him. Yes. But at the same time, um, not to equate myself in any way with Jesus, <laughs> <Understood>. um, <clears throat> because I need the solitude as well. But mm-hmm. um, just because you're surrounded with people all the time and their needs doesn't mean that you're in community. It means yes. that you're yes. in demand. Uh-huh. Yes. And everybody has a straw and they've got it in your bucket and they want to mm-hmm. drink a little bit of it. And that's okay. That's what mm-hmm. ministry that's what is. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. But you get tired. Mm-hmm. And so you can find yourself um, avoiding maybe deep community kinds mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I, I will tell you, for me, um, just being able to, I mean, even be here on the weekend, I love to, you know, I'm never still on a Sunday. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always running from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. I like to see people in the pews. I like to talk to people that are coming in and going in. Mm-hmm. And that may not seem like a very deep level of, of community, but it does give me a connection with more and more of, my, of the sheep. Certainly, yeah. That yeah. are here. That's uh-huh. a big thing to me. And um, if I'm allowed to be in a class, uh, if I have time to teach a class, mm-hmm. or uh, if during the week I'm, I'm doing what I think is really significant ministry in a funeral or something yes. with a family, mm-hmm. I'm spending a lot of time with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a difficult time, but it still is quality community. Mm-hmm. And, and so those little areas of overlap where our lives cross. And um, then I would, I would recommend to anyone in ministry that you need to have um, at least um, a person or a couple of couples, um, people that you resonate with and mm-hmm. that you can maybe seek out apart from what you do during the week yeah. um, mm-hmm. that are just, you, you, you vibrate, you resonate mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and you just enjoy that company. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not allowed to have favorites and you know, <laughs> pastors have to be very conscious of, sure. of all of that, uh-huh. but, but you are allowed to have friends mm-hmm. and it's impossible to equally mm-hmm. um, yes. connect with mm-hmm. every person in the circle. That's why there are mm-hmm. a lot of us and mm-hmm. a lot of other sheep and other pastors uh, so that everyone can have a connection that mm-hmm. desires mm-hmm. one. Um, but but I get a lot of my community, um, both here when the people are together um, in small group opportunities and then um, in purposeful meetings with families or individuals sure. uh-huh. that, that uh, uh-huh. I just enjoy hanging out with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I've said this from the platform um, in a sermon or a communion med. I don't think I've, I've said it here, but um, we were hanging out with Fred and Takara yeah. Reedinger, um, and Yeah. Now, Takara, she's pretty sweet, but Fred... Yeah, yeah he's all right. Yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah, around. Yeah. Um, be a challenge. 
our, our circles and our, our, our Venn diagram is, is very close to a singular circle in regards to like our oldest kids are 10 days apart yeah. and our second children are 14 days apart. We have a lot in common. So, so right there's now. a lot in common. But I remember the first time we hung out with them, like we sat down and uh, we were at the park because it was still kind of COVID y and so we didn't really know. We just, we just sat down on this blanket and Take Care just like looked right at me and she was like, hey, you're off the clock. We just want to be friends. <laughs> and I was like, Man, like Isn't that, that was such a burden. It's yeah. like off, off yeah. of. And, and that's exactly the yeah. point: is that you need to have people who don't see you as the pastor. Yes. Uh-huh. And one thing that Holly and I have done through the years um, intentionally is we have cultivated friendships outside of the church. Yeah. Which uh-huh. sounds, you know, very unpastoral, um, but mm-hmm. you need people that you can be absolutely honest and yourself with. And yes. in, in the circle of your church and your pastorate, mm-hmm. you you have to be careful with them about mm-hmm. how much you, you, you know, when the shepherd bleeds, it's scary. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and there aren't that many people that are really allowed to see the shepherd bleed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you got to have some that can, right. and then your blood doesn't freak them out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. This is um, because I know that I have this in, in my life and it in that way has been beneficial, but do you have like friends from college that you still are in touch with that you kind of like have some of those kind of conversations with? I do have some lifelong connection Mm -hmm. friends. Um, and, uh, those are valuable to Mm me. Um, it, they get harder to maintain as distance, you know, becomes Mm -hmm. a reality in years. And Mm -hmm. when you, when you live a long way, you really have to work at that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but those are good friendships. Um, Holly and I have an interesting friendship with, uh, there's a, a little girl that she grew up next across the street from, literally, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, they've grown up. They've known each other all of their lives, and wow. but and they've been friends forever. But only later in life have we, as a couple, become friends. And yeah. and now we really really enjoy. They live out of town, mm-hmm. but we really enjoy time to be with them. Yes, they that's just, great. They bring a lot of joy into our life, and they're mm-hmm. they're very affirming and encouraging, yeah. which you can never get too much of that. Right. Yeah. I, awesome. I would say. To a, to a church member listening to this yes, please. from mm-hmm. the outside, um, don't assume that your pastor's dance card is always full. Sure. Uh, because yes. you can look uh-huh. at them and think, oh, they're covered up with friends. But mm-hmm. maybe they need someone to reach mm-hmm. out to them. And I'm not saying it'll be a soul connection. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. uh-huh. but, but mm-hmm. just offer some encouragement and support. It will be mm-hmm. well received. Yeah. One principle I try and live by, and it, it's, it's related here, is when I'm thinking about volunteers is I'll, I'll, I'll run through people and be like, Oh, well they have this going on, this going on, this going they're on. They're too busy for me. Then I said, well, I, I, so my principle is I don't want to say they're no for them. Yeah. Um, and so for us, like, don't yeah. say our no for us. Like, <laughs> gotcha. You know, yeah. Don't be yeah, afraid we, to ask. We might love to dance. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Ask. Uh-huh. Please yes. ask. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Please do. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think that, I think our congregation is pretty good at not community on a pedal, uh, that, pedestal or anything. The but church don't. here is great about, I think, trying to honor our mm-hmm. need to be ordinary people mm-hmm. and our, our need for space and mm-hmm. boundaries. They're really mm-hmm. pretty good about yeah, that. I, I think. think it's built into the culture, um, even with the real people, real grace. We've tried hard, I think, to foster that because mm-hmm. in, in some churches, pastors and their families are just, <laughs> I mean, they live under the spotlight constantly and mm-hmm. they're expected to be um, totally at the whim of everyone's demand at any time Mm-hmm. And boy, that's just, that's an impossible job. Uh, sure. It's grueling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, but, but you're right. Yep. All right. So let's, uh, let's take a 30,000 foot view here and we're going to, I'm going to open this up to the whole 
whole series of Ephesians. So our six uh, kind of mini series within mm-hmm. the series where yeah. we are redeemed, we are reunited, we are one, reunited rather, we are one, we are light, we're enabled, and we're empowered. So of those six mini series, which one was maybe either the most impactful or the most enjoyable for you to prep, prepare, and like process through? That's kind of like asking which of my children is my favorite, uh, because these have all Jamie. these oh. have these have all been these have all yeah yeah, yeah. these have all been uh, challenging to me and very rewarding to mm-hmm. me because um, I honestly have never gone to this length at looking at Ephesians under a microscope before, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been good. Um, I will I will say though that I think I had never fully engaged my heart in understanding the riches I have in Mm. the redemption that's been given me. Mm -hmm. And so the very first chapter just caught me and kind of took my breath away. Mm -hmm. And and I hope it did for others as well. I tried to encourage them to let it because when you soak in all of those things that have been given you that are Mm -hmm. listed in the first um, half of chapter one, it's overwhelming. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've even made it a habit that if I start feeling um, whiny or um, discouraged or depressed or whatever, um, I will go back and read the first part of chapter one because mm-hmm. it just, man, you, you can't read that and believe it in a personal way and not mm-hmm. come away thinking, I am so blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a stupid idea probably, but preachers get a lot of those. But um, <laughs> The, the first picture that came to me, and we, we kind of used it through a few of the messages, was this truckload of blessings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that God is backing this truck up, and you know, you're there on the dock, and doors open, and he says, here, mm-hmm. you know, not only are you supposed to handle all of these things, they're yours, yeah. and it's just the truck, just, uh-huh. it's just like you keep unpacking it, and it never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, that one's probably the, yeah. the one that, it, yeah. it was a great start, uh-huh. And it gave a, a huge foundational significance to all the others. Absolutely, yeah. Right? And I, if if I was answering on behalf of you, Jim, and I, if somebody said what, what was Jim's favorite part, I would have said that too, just because like you, for good reason, like you referenced back to it so much. Like I felt like mm-hmm. every second or third week you were like, "Hey, uh, this is all because of remember, like the truckload of remember it was, the it was truckload." Great. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, I, it was a great mental picture. And you know, that was that is so profound. I mean, I went to college for several years, so I yes. talk about trucks and Absolutely. truckloads, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Nothing to do with Greek or Hebrew or anything. It's just that thankfully the once in a while <laughs> the Holy Spirit gives us a, a silly analogy that resonates yeah. hey, and and so many people told me that they they loved that picture mm-hmm. of the truckload. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's good. Well, it ran over me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh you know, when you've been run over by the truckload of God's blessings, you've been run over mm-hmm. in a really good way. Yes. So uh-huh. yeah. It's a, How about you? Did, did man, you have Yeah, a, that's a great question. Did you have a favorite? You caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to be asking. I'm questions. supposed to be interviewing. I'm just flipped the guest. it on me, man. I uh I think for me, the, the unity portions mm-hmm. of it, which kind of was sprinkled in a, separate, a, a couple of different places right. throughout, but there's just, there's so much disunity in so many areas of so many um, different um, things in our world right now that um, and even within the church to a certain extent. Yep. So um, just really like leaning into and focusing on, on those portions. And if there's any place 
anywhere that you should be able to find unity. It ought to be in the body right. of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And yeah. yet that's one of the most fractured probably segments of society yes. uh-huh. quite often. Uh-huh. How have sad. You, uh, have you seen, are you familiar with the, the comedian Emo Phipps? Mm-hmm. Have you seen his little bit on uh, church denominations? I think I have. Where he's like, there's a guy on the bridge, and he's getting ready to like jump off, and he like, uh, he's he's asking him like, well, what, like, what do you believe? And he just goes through, and he's like, oh, I'm this branch of this branch of this, and it gets down to like the twelfth <laughs> level, and he's like, ah, you heretic, and he pushes him. He off. just pushes yes. him. Off. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah. emo, emo yeah. fibs is such a weird presentation. And we, uh, it funny, but we make it so much more complicated. Yes, and uh-huh. we add so many layers to it that probably would push a lot of people yes. off bridges uh-huh, uh-huh. rather than be a part of that. But I think in overcomplicating the simple beauty of our unity through yeah. what we've been given, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Which goes back to the truckload, we, right? If we we're all miss, buried under the same truckload of blessing. We, we then, miss the whole point. Yeah, then we're yeah. unified. and So that's a good one for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jim, um, I want to be respectful of your time. And so thanks so much for jumping on here yeah. with us. Um, yeah, you'll well, be missed over these next few weeks. I appreciate being asked. And, um, Absolutely. One thing that makes it really easy for me here um, at Washington Avenue um, to be gone, uh, number, I mean, probably number one is that the elders <laughs> encourage me to do this, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yes. Because if, if they were heavy-handed and say, we're, we're not getting our money's worth, you know, we pay you to do this and be in the pulpit every Sunday. I, I wouldn't be here still mm-hmm. because I'd be, I'd be gone. I'd be frazzled. Mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. be dead. So that's huge. But having um, a teaching team that I do, I, I'm mm-hmm. so, so blessed with mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear what you and Lenny and Bob have to say in well, thank you. Uh, this uh, Kingdom Come yes. uh, little uh-huh. teaser there uh-huh. um, series. And, uh, of course, Jake's part of the teaching team also, and mm-hmm. Manny just showed us what he can do yeah. in that uh-huh. recent uh, sermon on spiritual warfare. Yeah. So I, I feel so blessed to have that. I, I will be, um, I'll be around, sure. and mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll be in the pews on some Sunday, so, so you better do your okay. best, yeah. because I'll be, I'll yeah. be you know, writing critiques and, yes, and, and giving letter grades. And, All right, um, I'll take it. Um, I, I told, at lunch today, you may have heard me, I told Bob mm-hmm. it was his job to to fix up, you know, fix everything and then prepare yep. them for what Lenny's going to do uh-huh, to it. Yeah, so, uh-huh. um, but it'll be a Indeed. great series. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and, about it. And I, I love that whole picture of the other kingdom. Yes. Uh-huh. We really forget. Mm-hmm. And I think it ties in nicely with where we've been at the end of the We're not from around here. Yes. And uh-huh. it changes the way that we, Yeah, it should change the way Absolutely. That, we, that we live and respond. So, Absolutely. So thanks for the opportunity to, to sit well, here. It's, it is my mm-hmm. first opportunity after, gosh, like, 25, 6, epi- I don't know yeah, how many yeah. episodes well, we've, there we've, are. We've so I, I was feeling rather excluded. So we're going we're gonna to make this happen hopefully um, more um, now, now that, that you're gone for Now that I've weeks, lived through it and know I don't have to be afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make it a more regular back. thing Good. for All right. sure. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you. Thanks very much. And thank you guys for tuning in and checking this out. If you uh, enjoyed what you heard and want more, make sure that you uh, subscribe to our page so that you can get the notifications when it comes through and all of that kind of stuff. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, like this and then the best thing that you can do honestly is to share this um, amongst your friends and family and so that other people can see this too Um, we're thankful for you guys and for the opportunity to get to do this with you and alongside you and we hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon